This is the Watch Geek Time Podcast. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning into Watch Geek Time. This is the WatchGeekTime.com podcast. It's a conversation about heritage, history, and why we're so hooked on horology. Sit back and relax, because we're going to talk about everything from watches to... Watches. The WatchGeekTime.com podcast is recorded live on Saturdays from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Time. I am your host and in-house Watch Geek, Scott Goldman. On the boards, as always, is... It's Jody. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Doing good. Finally, uh... Finally cooling down like it's actually winter time. Can you believe that? Yeah, I've been waiting for this for quite a few months now. You're, and uh, it's strange how we don't have many seasons here, right? In California, yeah. yeah. But it's, listen, it's a balmy fifty-eight outside. Everybody's like <laughs> running around like it's crazy cold, you know. Yeah. What uh, I saw you got your glycine on. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, I brought I, it today. And I and I and I just want to talk about it for one sec. So, is it really easy to go back and forth between like two different places on there? Uh, for me, visually, like to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, for me, on this particular one, it, it is. Like I, I look at the bezel and and I can see it's already quarter past 11 a.m. in um, Sunday morning in Sydney. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like the bezel for that. The outer bezel is quite easy to read in that sense with the yeah. GMT hand. I, I was thinking about something, and we'll, I know there's an email question, so we'll talk more about it when we get to that. But I was looking at uh, at my watch. I'm wearing my Jaeger today. I like See, that one. I know. It's good. Oh, well. It's my favorite one. I feel like it's really light, and I I rarely notice it's there because it's titanium, and I just I love it. I, I love the, the fact that you turn the... Uh... The chronograph on is it? Is, is yeah. The, the tilt- well, that's that's cool too. Yeah, like like when you you have to put this little switch. In it's the, the switch, and then the the reset. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Just baffles me. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, read us on the Twitter at Watch Geek Time with the hashtag WAYWT. Take a picture of what's on your wrist. Give us the make, model, and reference if you know it. Everybody wants to know it. We're going to talk about uh, some of the goodies at SIHH. Jody's got his eyeball on the U- Ulysses oh, Martin yeah. freak. We'll talk about the new arrivals from the real real as we do. Some watch geek terms that we're going to go with are hacking seconds. We'll talk about deadbeat seconds, hacking seconds. It's an abrasive word. It sounds like it's destructing you, like causing damage to your phone, your uh, watch doesn't it <laughs> hacking <laughs> and since those are pretty straightforward we'll also geek out on what are jewels yeah jewels well uh, you know what i find with jewels what do you find 
Everyone that comes to me that knows nothing really about watches, but they go, oh, but it, it, it says it's got 27 jewels <laughs> in the back. <laughs> so it must mean it's it's better than the one with, you know, 20 jewels. Or 23, <laughs> 23. Or t- oh, mine only has 17 jewels. <laughs> I know. I know. We'll get to that. That's for sure. Good discussion. But I think before we do any of that, Jody, you've got email. Yeah, some emails. So let Okay, so the uh, first one here is from Rowdy Lester from Thousand Oaks, and as we call it locally here, as I've discovered, T.O. T.O. California, and Rowdy writes, Dear Scott and Jody, I'm looking to get a special gift for my wife on her 40th birthday. I'm not a watch aficionado per se, but I know she thinks she wants a Rolex. But there's got to be something better, right? Hmm. <laughs> oh, Rowdy. Uh, Rowdy, if you can get your wife a Rolex, get your wife a Rolex. Yes, in my opinion, and maybe even in Jody's, there's lots better. But don't put ripples in the water. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's not a matter of what's better. If your wife is dreaming of that Rolex for her 40th birthday, fulfill that dream. You will nay be sorry. And unless your wife was a total watch geek like Jody or I, like if I was your wife, I would like want a Jaeger LeCoultre probably. Mm. You know, Jody's got his eye on a Breguet. Yeah. So <laughs> it's different for everybody. But if your wife's got her eyeball on a Rolex, well, Rowdy Lester from T.O. You're on a winner. Run. Yeah. Don't walk. <laughs> Are you so, am I right? Yeah. Okay. Now I, I understand. All right, good. Uh, the second email comes from Frank Miniola uh, from uh, Lake Tahoe, Tahoe from California. Mm-hmm. Dear Scott and Jody, I live in the Reno area of Nevada, Nevada sorry, near the California border. Mm-hmm. Is there a watch you could recommend that would make it easy to jump ahead or jump back in hour depending on which side of the border i am on okay so this is like what i was talking to you about just a second ago so imagine if the timekeeper that you were wearing had two buttons and one button would move the watch ahead an hour and the other button would move the watch back an hour Mm. So if you worked in two different time zones that just happened to be divided by a border, yeah, it would be a really clever tool to be able to go click, click, and two hours back. Yeah. yeah, very convenient. Right. So working on the California border with Nevada, you could bounce back one way or the other. And it might be a necessity to be able to set your watch back an hour or ahead of an hour. Yeah. Or even a half hour if you live in certain parts of India. No, that's true. Um, I remember when I was at the Gold Coast, um, like two years ago, I was with a friend and uh, you literally drive over the border, but it's it's right in the middle of town. Right there, between Queensland and New South Wales. Is there a time change? And there's a half hour time change. So half hour time (laughs) change. So that's even, 
you know, more uh, to the point. So I believe there's a very expensive Jaeger LeCoultre watch called the UTT, hmm. the Universal Time Traveler. I believe that's what it's called. Don't hold me to it. I'll check it on yeah. the break. This one actually lets you set it for half hour. So that has the button that advances an hour. I don't know if it goes back. We'll look it up. Wow. Okay. But I also think it's a duometrist. So I think it's got two powers on it. Anyways. Oh, back to uh, Frank's question. (laughs) (laughs) Without spending like $75,000 on a duometra time, time, universal time, I think Jody's watch, the glycine, is really easy to read. Actually, the one thing about it, what's what's ironic, it's got conventional hours, minutes, hands, which takes a 12-hour rotation. Mm -hmm. And then on the main dial... Um, not on the bezel, it has 24 hours. So on, the inner, I, on the inner bezel. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I just set the GMT hand at military time, which is now at like uh, 1,600 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I s- turn the bezel to the Australian time. 1,400 so, hours. Right. So, and then, but what you can do is, you could set that GMT hand to that, say, half hour difference, and then you can turn the bezel right to accommodate for the Sydney time. Right. So you can you have control of both the bezel and that other hand. So there's three time indicators. That's nice. There. That's so, nice. So, um, but the other thing I was thinking of, Scott, if you had there's some watches out there where they have the uh, sub dials where they they might tell three different time zones. You know, two or three different ones. Right. I've seen like a Jacob and Co. watch has tells five different zones. You got the local time and then there's four chapter dials that tell four other time zones. So that'd be another option. Yeah, that's that's another way to do it. But I see what you're saying. So he would have the time and that other time zone always displayed. Just there, but. Oh, Casio G-Shock's another option too, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next email. Wow, okay, we so got off the point there. All right, so uh, the email comes from uh, Brenda Lohman from uh, Knightsbridge, United Kingdom. Oh. And Brenda writes in, Dear Scott and Jody, I purchased a Breitling in New York City, but I am currently living near London. There is something off about my watch, and I am sure it is still under warranty. Where should I take it? 130 New Bond Street in London. So I'm sure it's one tube right away. If you're in Knightsbridge, which, by the way, is where the QP Salon is held, usually at the Sochi Museum. God, it's a... Ugh, I got to get back there. Some great stuff there. All the independents show up for that, like Debethun, who you like, and mm. Kari Vutalainen. Ludovic Ballowards. You get up and close and personal there. 130 New Bond Street, W1S2TA. That's in London. Run, don't walk. Next. Okay, so... um, They'll take care of you. Brenda Lohman from Knightsbridge. So the fourth email, it comes from uh, Lawrence DeVito from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, Lawrence writes, dear Scott and Jody, I have been thinking about selling some of my watches, some of the watches in my collection. I have heard you talk about moving on from the watches you never wear and was curious if you have been able to successfully sell off some of those pieces. Uh, Any advice you give is much appreciated. 
Well, you know, Lawrence, there's always eBay if you have a good account or a long-standing account. I like the realreal.com. They're great to consign stuff with. We're going to talk about some of their stuff after the break. But uh, I've had good success on eBay. I've had some good success with the realreal.com. There's a number of sites out there like... Uh, oh, Jody wants to go spend some money at one or two of them. <laughs> Questions or comments, please please ease me. <laughs> Email us, Scott at WatchGeekTime.com or Jody at WatchGeekTime.com. Tweet us on the Twitter at WatchGeekTime. This is the WatchGeekTime.com podcast. Stay with us. What does your watch say about you? Right now it's saying you could have more money in your pocket. You see, the real real, the world's finest seller of authentic luxury items, can help you sell any fine watch that you're ready to move on. Our master watchmakers and horologists will give you a free quote. There's no obligation to consign, but if you do, you could make twice as much as through other watch resellers. Learn more and earn more at therealreal.com/radio. That's therealreal.com/radio. Farmers presents 15 seconds of smart. So you want to drive more safely. Stop eating. Take deep breaths. Avoid bad weather. Get eight hours. Turn it down. And of course, talk to farmers. Hi. Hi. We are farmers. And now, here's the watch geek, Scott Goldman. Back to Watch Geek Time. This is the Watch Geek Time dot com podcast. It's a conversation about heritage history and why we're so hooked on the SIHH, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But first, we'll uh, should we look at some of the new hotties? Throw it at me. All right. Don't don't flash us away so quick. (laughs) Don't don't. You know, give me a, a wave of the wand or something. Anyways, we'll go we'll go high-low today, okay? Low to high, high to low. What do you want to do? Low to high. Low to high. Yeah. All right, you got it. Oh, this is – and the low to high, you've picked the deal. We'll just start with the deal of the day. How's that then? Wow, look at that crown. How about it? Okay, so this is the Graham Chronograph Fighter Watch. Look at that. It's got the crazy locking Graham crown on the left-hand side. It's got the single pusher chronograph at 10. Mm. Cool. Very nice. Originally $9,500. 2495 at therealreal.com. All right. That was the deal of the day, so it's out of the way. Bell & Ross Aviation Watch. Straightforward, clean. Different than the one we talked about last week, by the way. Here's the one we talked about last week. I'm pointing at it now. Right, yeah. That had a stainless body. This one has a black carbon body. It's nice. Reference number BR0392S. Stainless steel PVD'd. You could well and truly call them 
sword hands. Right. Those are sword hands. Yeah. Nicely done. $2,995. It was retailed $3,800. So that these, these things hold their, their value pretty good. Okay, I bring the Cartier Ballon Blue watch into view because this is a men's watch or a gents watch, 42 millimeter, normally like $6,800. This one's $3,495, but I like this one for a lady. Mm. 42 millimeter, but I like this one for a lady. This one is in really, really fantastic condition. Cool, right? Yeah. And the Ballon Blue, just to remind everybody, has this cool little in curvature at three o'clock where they put the crown. Did I ever, uh, do mm. I open backs on the Cartier's? Let's take a look. Not Let's on this one. Back, yeah. This is an automatic too, but they didn't display the back. Here's another Cartier Ballon Blue. This one's almost new in the box. $3,975. What's interesting about this one, Jody, is essentially the same one, but they list this one as a lady's watch. Same diameter? Same exact watch, except this one's brand new. Mm. So I think that the the people at therealreal.com agree with me. This is actually a nice lady's watch. So they're just but normally six thousand five hundred and fifty, brand new three thousand nine hundred and seventy-five. Yeah. IWC Portuguese, four thousand one hundred and ninety-five dollars. Beautiful push button chronograph at two and four, blued hands on a white dial. I'll take it. I knew you'd like yeah. that one. That one's cool, right? Yeah. That one might need service, they're stating. But that's okay, because this one, new, was seven grand at the real, real $4,195. I love this one, by the way. This is a ladies' Jaeger LeCoultre Master Compressor. And... It's a total sports watch, but you see how they bling it out with the diamonds on the bezel? Mm. Really cool. So if you're a if you're a lady geek listening to the show and you like Jaeger LeCoultre and you want something ladylike, this watch was nine grand new at the real real four thousand four hundred and ninety-five dollar. That's a hobby. Mm. <clears throat> Frank Mueller watch. This is the Transamerica Big Ben. And the only reason I, I put this one in the mix, Jody, is you see how it has the second time zone there? Oh, really? Yeah. Would you call that like a digital readout? Right. So like we were talking about earlier, it's a great way to put it too, because it's like if you had a second time zone, you, live, <clears throat> you lived in this time zone. Right. And you wanted to know what the hour was at the at your time zone and say, Sydney, you would set this one, this arc one just over the six, which is just over the date to that. And it's in 24 hours. Yeah. So you know whether it's AM or PM. Correct. And you can adjust them with one, with this lower crown at four. Nice. That's a cool watch. Yeah. And it's curved by the way, five grand at the real, real full retail on this watch, by the way, $23,000. <laughs> Yeah, this would be the second deal of the day, I guess. Panerai. I'm climbing up the road here with the Panerai Daylight. It's a chronograph, so it does not have the Panerai movement in it. 
However, very nice uh, watch, $5,295. And here's another Cartier Ballon Bleu that I wanted to bring to your attention. Jody. Mm. See, now that is really cool. It's a chronograph, all blued hands, date at nine, which is very unusual, right? We don't yeah, I, I was see, going to say, what's going on there? Don't usually see a date at nine. But they couldn't really put it at three because it's a balloon blue, and in th- at three, they've indented to make room for that crown sitting on the bezel. Right. Okay. So they had to yeah. balance it out that way. And you say, do they open the backs of their watches? Well, if you look at the back of this uh, one. Ah, yes, they do. This one does there have you them. go. Open case back. All in-house movement, all manufactured by Cartier. And, of course, Cartier is part of the Richemont Group. This watch sold for 10200 new at the Real Real for $5,495. Now we're getting into the nitty-gritty. We're going to start climbing up on the boards here. Rolex Submariner, practically new, $6,000. If this is what you're looking for, you want a Submariner, this one doesn't have a date, which makes it really, really cool. Hmm. Right? Yours has the date. Mine has the yeah. date. This one does not have the date. So I just want to add that to the mix. Very difficult to find a Submariner without the date. And it's a $75, $7,600 watch, depending on where you buy it, at the real real for six grand. But again, no date. So cool. That is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Um, another Frank Mueller. Again, we're climbing up here into the $7,500 world. It's a, it's a telemetry, a telemetry watch. It's got the triple dial. Like a, it's a throwback to the Universal Geneve triple sub dial watch with the telemetry and the, see that middle one there, yeah. Jody? Kind of tells you the as you're. It's supposed to be a moon watch. You're supposed to be able to tell what, how fast you're going and when you're going to smack against the surface with this Look inner scale that. here. Yeah, it's cool. Wow. Yeah, that one's seventy five hundred dollars, and I'm guessing because it's a yellow gold watch, it was like twenty three grand, <laughs> full retail. So again, if you're looking for Frank Mueller or really high luxury, realreal.com. Harry Winston watch, 18 karat white gold. Nice. Chronograph. You like that? I like those subdials too, the way they've worked those in there. So I was just putting that out there because I wanted you to check out the mm. Harry Winston. Uh, I'm not crazy about that. Jaeger LeCoultre Reverso on a stranded bracelet. This is a beautiful watch for nine grand. White gold. Uh, 42 millimeters long, 26 millimeters wide, classic Reverso style. I love the font on the numbers. Yeah. Right? This was a $30,000 watch new at the real, real 9,050. This one's for you, Jody. It's a Breguet Marine watch, 11,495. Wow. How about that with the classic Breguet hands? Yeah. Mm-mm. Big date at six. Yeah, that's smoke, right? Gee, it's balanced well. Mm-hmm. So at the real real, that's eleven four ninety five, and this one was eighteen grand when it was sold new. And again, like all things Brigade, they show off what's going on on backside. The balance wheel. 
Nice the rotor, sorry. Nice rotor, right? Gold. Gold rotor. And this brings us to the most pricey beauty of the day. And this has got the 222 styling bezel, which is that 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 squared out rounded bezel almost like Gerald Genta designed it but the 222 Vacheron Constantine has amazing heritage and this is a solid gold 18 karat 42 millimeter screw down crown chronograph it's in grade one condition which means grade one uh new this baby 92,500 Jody has seen the one he wants and he's taking us to commercial. This is the WatchGeekTime.com podcast. Stay with us. At Farmers, we make you smarter about your insurance because what you don't know can hurt you. What if you didn't know that taking pictures of your belongings helps when you have a claim? Nice. Or that Farmers offers a policy that'll replace your car with a new one if it's totaled within the first two model years. And that parking near a street lamp deters thieves. The more you know, the better you can plan for what's ahead. Talk to Farmers and get smarter about your insurance. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. There is a watchmaking standard that is revered around the world. That standard comes from Rolex. From clasp to bracelet to its unique watertight oyster case, a Rolex holds its value because it was intended to. Crafted from just three precious metals, platinum, steel, and gold, each defies the ordinary. Its steel, 904L, virtually indestructible and corrosion resistant, is incomparable. Its patented Everose Gold, created in an exclusive foundry, will remain beautiful for life. Inside, a genuine Rolex movement is a product of superiority and remarkable testing. It is unrivaled. At Rolex, flawless standards create more than a watch. They create a value that was meant to endure. For a complete selection of Rolex timepieces, visit your official Rolex jeweler. Available at Lux Bond and Green Jewelers, Westport, Greenwich, and other locations throughout Connecticut and Massachusetts, where every box has a story. What does your watch say about you? Right now, it's saying you could have more money in your pocket. You see, the real real, the world's finest reseller of authentic luxury items, can help you sell any fine watch that you're ready to move on. Our master watchmakers will give you a free quote. There's no obligation to consign, but if you do, you could make up to 85% commission, twice as much as through other watch resellers. Learn more and earn more at therealreal.com radio. That's therealreal.com radio. Rolex, Patek Philippe, Jaeger Lecoultre, Omega, Cartier, Breguet, and just about any other watch brands that come to mind. This is the Watch Geek Time Podcast. A man came up to me and asked me what the time was that was on my watch. Yeah, I said, Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? Welcome back to Watch Geek Time. We talk about heritage, history, and why we're all hooked on Vacheron Constantine. 
That's a cool, solid gold watch. A little too much gold for the gold man, but maybe Jody's got his eye on it. So, hey, Jody, last this last week was SIHH, which is, I in, in my estimation, become the new Basel Fair. That's just what I think. Yeah, it's, they, it's what Basel used to be, I think. Okay. But there are other there are brands that don't go there, like Rolex doesn't go there and Patek doesn't go there. You've been to the Basel Fair, but have you yeah. been to the SI? I, I did SIHH a couple of years back. I'm due to go back again. I'll mm. probably go this next year. I didn't go this year. Just too much going on. But yeah. um yeah, I think it's time to go back and it's a totally different show. It, it as I've mentioned, it really is more about the brands that belong to Richmond, but a lot of the independents now have found their way into the show. So it's very good. It's expanded. So we're going to go through them, okay? Uh, what a lot of brands do is they show off their goodies much like car makers do at the auto shows. This is the Panerai Lo Shinzato 1950 Turbion GMT in titanium. Now, every year, uh, or at least every other year, Bonatti and his group over there at uh, Officine Panerai do something crazy like this. What do you think of that? Fantastic. So yeah. th- that'd be um, open work. That's an open it. work dial, yeah. exactly. And it's not even really skeletonized. It's just designed that way. See how there's no dial. Right. It's just the hands and everything is pretty much visible. And it's got the, it's got the patented... Panerai Turbione, this whole cage in here turns like this, and it they, it looks like the, the the balance wheels on a spit, like a pig on a on a turning yeah, like, on a barbecue. Okay. Yeah, it's really really cool. Uh, yeah, that's a cool watch, right? Big though, very big. Is that just concept, or is that going to no? Be you can get that. You can get that. It's the okay. Pam Seven Six Seven. 139,000 pounds, <laughs> but only 81 pieces. Next, we've got two new Panerai watches. One has the Daylight DNA, all blue numbers. See how it's all Arabic? Yeah. And then you've got the second, I guess they're calling these part of the historical family. You've got the... Second one, these are both 38 millimeters, so they're smaller than your standard 47 millimeter cases. It'll be interesting. Interesting to see how yeah. many they sell, right? I think I think women will appreciate the smaller size. Like, oh, there you go. We got a reference there. There you go. So, so they got a picture. They got a daylight luminor on the left, and which is a 44 millimeter, and they've got a 38 millimeter on the right. So you get the idea. Yeah. It's an interesting move. Uh, there you go. Ulysses Narden Freak. Gee, they, they're coming out with some really, uh, really nice stuff. Well, this watch is amazing. I mean, the, the major innovation in this watch is the escape wheel, which is made out of silicone or, or silicium and a bunch of nickel. So it's totally anti-magnetic just by the nature of what it's made by mm. and the the blades of the balance wheel are oriented are oriented uh, such that their air resistance is exploited 
to ensure more of a more constant amplitude. So, I mean, look at the balance wheel on that thing. <laughs> it looks like a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Right? And, and what's really cool is their anchor escapement, which is this guy down here, is also made of silicium. So they're always it, pushing the envelope. Look is at that, that on the back of the wash? Yeah, that's from the back of the watch. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, and then the front. Is oh no, like, this is actually a different watch that I'm showing you here. But this watch is the one that's the freak. So it's like the the the, it's like it's on a the whole thing is a carousel. Correct. Like it's tracking around this whole inner bezel. You can see the teeth. Yeah. And you set it by this outer bezel. Huh. This one's made of platinum. So it's only a hundred thousand dollars. And then you got this Cartier Tiger watch just because. And this Panther watch is made of all diamonds. I can see the clock, Jody, so I will move on to the next one. Okay, this one is for you, Jody. This is the IWC 2018 150th anniversary of the company. And I like this jumping hour watch. I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about the Icon Jump Hour watch because it's going to be delivered here stateside. And it's interesting to me that a couple of years ago when we started talking about the design of the Icon, we didn't know anything about this sort of thing. Right. This watch is based on a very famous pocket watch that IWC built many, many years ago. Anyways, they, they introduced a new pilot's watch. Look at the big sword hands on that. Yeah. That jumping hour watch I was just speaking of. And, of course, an all-new, all-gold perpetual calendar watch with an eight-day movement and a automatic winding rotor. Leave it to IWC. Here's the Vacheron Constantine, Jody. Look at wow. that. Look at that beauty. Uh, dreams. Next. <laughs> the Piaget set a record with its Altiplano, which again, uh, an amazing watch already in its thinness. And this one has an entire 13 jewels, Jody. Is that it? Only 13. <laughs> and I believe it's only two millimeters thick. It's unbelievably thin. Can't be. It's the thinnest hand-wound watch in the world. And that's the entire movement, by the way, two millimeters thick overall, the entire watch. Wow. So, yeah. So, look at that. How do you, how do they do that? Everything's exposed. You can see the barrel stripes uh, strapping. You can see the movement clicking. Wow. Just wow, Piaget. This is the Audemars Piquet uh, lineup, and I'm just going to dial back here, Jody. This one's got the purple dial and the hand guilloche dial and the tourbillon, excuse me. Mm. So it's got the purple guilloche dial and the tourbillon. Mm-mm. Very nice. From La Brassus. That's the carbon open dial work one there, chronograph. Smoking, right? Yeah. Look at the dial on this one. This one's just hours, minutes, and seconds with a date. Very unique dial. So 
AP is doing some crazy dial work these days, and they're doing them in very, very limited numbers. They seem to be turning out watches that either have no dial whatsoever, like this Royal uh, Offshore Limited Edition Total Concept watch with no dial. I don't even see any hands on that one, Jody. And mm. <laughs> what time is it? Doesn't matter, I guess. Ah, Long and Sona. Look at this beauty. Tidy. This is a really good. the world's first triple split chronograph. So you've got a start and stop button for the first chronograph at one o'clock, and you've got a second button at ten o'clock to run the triple split. That means this watch not only a Rotraponte, it has a third hand. Okay. So it's three yeah. splits. And this one can be yours for $145,000. But like everything long in Sona, look at the finish on that movement. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. That's my grail. One day. How are we doing on time, Jody? Oh, we're getting close. Okay, so the Laurent Ferrier Galette. Another beautiful, handmade, beautiful, genius, stunning, beautiful, wondrous, beautiful. <laughs> that is nice. Annual the, the calendar. Date on the oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? The, with the red hand and the day and the date. It's an annual calendar. Oh, beautiful finish. It comes in two different models. I like the one with the black dial as opposed to the silver dial. This one's, these, these ones are about $90,000 each. Mm-mm. Oh, and I want one too, Jody. <laughs> WatchGeekTime.com podcast. We're going to step aside one last time. When we come back, we'll talk about a little bit more. What does your watch say about you? Right now it's saying, you could have more money in your pocket. You see, the real real, the world's finest seller of authentic luxury items, can help you sell any fine watch that you're ready to move on. Our master watchmakers and horologists will give you a free quote. There's no obligation to consign. But if you do, you could make twice as much as through other watch resellers. Learn more and earn more at therealreal.com radio. That's therealreal.com radio. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything, even a UFH2O. That's not good. That's not good. That's really not good. It happened August 14th, 2008, and we covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. This is the Watch Geek Time Podcast. I don't care what consequence it brings. I have been a fool for lesser things. I want you so bad. I think you ought to know that I intend to hold you for the longest time. Ooh, welcome back to Watch Geek Time. We were talking about some of the goodies from SIHH. During the break, Joe, do you wanted to talk a little bit more about this? Yeah, I was looking so at that um, 
I was wondering if you could explain how that would work. All right. So, uh, so first of all, this is the first of its kind. This, this particular triple split chronograph is capable of measuring and comparing the time of two concurrent events, each independent of each other for up to 12 hours. So, the triple split is an extension of the capabilities of an existing double split. So remember, a double split allows you to to time two separate events. So two separate timing hands. And that represents a pretty cool thing all in of itself. Um, but the double split came out, I guess, about 10 or 12 years ago, and everybody had to have it. Now it's the triple split, and it outdoes anything that Lang has really ever done in the world of chronographs, because that means the column wheel has been extended to handle a yet a third timing device. So... A Rattrapante chronograph was traditionally considered one of the most challenging of all complications for any number of reasons. First of all, it had three complications all in one, which were generally accepted as the definition of a grand complication. So Rattrapantes were considered pretty crazy up in the same sort of level of a sonnery or a repeater or a perpetual calendar. So, So this triple chronograph represents just unbelievable watchmaking oh i wanted i went along in sona hmm. is that good yeah because it's only one hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars. they're only making a hundred of them and i guess we'll talk about some of the rest of the sihh goodies next time because uh i want to get to the watch geek term we haven't done that in a while mm. hacking hacking, <laughs> hacking <laughs> seconds so in a hacking seconds watch I know I want to be clear because in a mechanical watch, if you have a a seconds hand that's jumping or hacking, meaning it'll stop. First of all, it'll stop when you pull the crown. That's called a hacking seconds. Okay. So if you're setting your watch precisely, you can pull the crown right at right when the seconds hand gets to twelve, and it'll stop. I think this one. So that is a hacking second. So that's a, and most, most watches that are made nicely do have a hacking second. Another consideration is a jumping seconds hand, which jumps every second, although not being a quartz, it's a mechanical watch. Most mechanical watches, the hand makes tiny little increment movements depending on the heartbeat. We all know like a Rolex is 28.8. So it's eight tiny little heartbeats per second. Mm. So a Rolex second hand isn't really sweeping. It's just making eight tiny little moves per second, right? Yeah. Okay, so yours is sweeping right now, but if you pull it out, it stops. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's a good movement. That's a hack movement, hack second setting. All right. Which makes it, you know, it's geeky, but like if you want a dead set perfect, Set your time. It's the only way to do do. it. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about rubies, which are typically synthetic. So if there's 17, 23, 27, 85 million inside your watch, it doesn't mean a lot. (laughs) There's synthetic sapphires and rubies, jewels are used as bearings in the heaviest points of wear in a watch because watchmakers found that the metals wore down, but that rubies did not. They 
just reduce the friction between moving parts like two wheels or a piston, a, pi- uh, a piston and a wheel, a piston, uh, a, a connector, uh, a gear, a wheel, everything where, where a, a stem of a, of a wheel is sitting up against something. Here's a question. Just Jewels have a slick surface. So that's did, why they don't wear down. Yes. Do they, uh, uh, are they a dry lubricant or do they actually still add an oil? Okay, so they add an oil at every touch point. So it's a great question because even though the ruby or the, the jewel, the sapphire, is, is of a harder surface, they still drop a little, okay. little, little drop of oil. It's a right. great question. So uh, the coefficient of friction between two pieces of steel is about what they call 0.58 in, in microns, while the coefficient of a sapphire on steel is about 0.15 microns. So like a 67 80 70 percent reduction so jewels are only used to increase the accuracy of the movement they're not for decoration so that's the only purpose of a jewel okay would that be a traditional thing i mean that's come from way back and then that you know they advertise so many 17 jewels right but they stamp it on the the uh 23 rubies right but now complications have advanced so much that they're not depending on the amount of jewels per se i think some watchmakers just need to put that stuff on the back of the watch somehow to make themselves feel better it doesn't mean a lot okay more jewels or less jewels it's just the the more complicated your movement, the more necessity to have some jewels because that's the more touched points of a, yeah, of where a wheel is making contact with a bridge. Uh, I see we're coming up on the end. Give me some shout outs. Uh, yeah, uh, George, Matt, Leo, Barry, and um, Judy. Cool. Very nice. Roman down under, the neighbors Ken and Tom, Susan and Jamie, John and David, Will and Alicia, April, Andy and Trudy, and Florence. Big shout out to Chris and Arun out at One Source. Tara from Feld. Got to get you that. Oh, Tara, there's lots of Bayon Blues right now on the Real Real site. Antoine Macedo from Antoine Macedo Watches in Paris. George, Diane, and Dylan out there in Woodland Hills. The High Tech Texan. My San Diego friends, Tim and Jenna. Richard and Austin. My brother, Adam. And of course, also in, in San Diego, my Uncle Don. Thanks again to our sponsors, TheRealReal.com and Farmers Insurance. bum 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 Merci beaucoup to David and our announcer. And hey, thank you, buddy. Thank you. You're on your way back to T.O.? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's the WatchGeekTime.com podcast. And until next week, bye-bye. bye-bye.